Welcome to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Over the next several weeks, Chris will bring you the top experts in fitness, health, and nutrition in the Your Health is Your Wealth interview series. Christine's mission for the supportive offering is to inspire you to develop the mindset it takes to be fit and healthy for the rest of your lifetime. Listen in and discover why your health is truly your greatest wealth. And now, Christine Carlson. Hi, and welcome back to the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. I am so excited to be doing this interview with you today and just sharing with you how your health is your wealth. And we have a very special guest, but first, let's go ahead and begin our podcast like we begin all of our podcasts by taking our golden pause to get really present in our bodies. So go ahead, and if you're driving, just pay attention to the road, and if you can, sit comfortably someplace, quiet, and so you can find that place of stillness for a moment, and uncross your legs sitting upright. Place your hands on your lap with your palms facing upward and just begin to breathe with me. As you breathe in, breathe in through your nose and feel your chest and your belly expand. As you exhale, just let go of any tension you're feeling in your neck and your shoulders and your arms and your butt and your legs. Just let everything go. This time as you breathe in, breathe in sunlight, filling your lungs, filling your head, filling every part of your body with pure sunlight. And as you exhale, let go of any fear, any tension, any anxiety that's in your body. Just let it go. Relax. This time as you breathe in, Fill your lungs and your whole being with love. And as you let go, let go of fear. Breathing in sunlight all the way to the top of your head, to your fingers, to your toes. Place your hand on your heart, activating your heart and opening your heart. Spend a moment thinking of some person, some conversation, anything that you feel incredibly grateful for. Just allow that gratitude to just feel so yummy and just permeate your whole being. And now as you breathe in and take your last exhale, open your eyes. So I know that we love our golden pauses and I just want to remind you time and time again that throughout your day you can do that on your own many times in your day and it will just help you access that place of inner peace, that place of presence, that place where you can be incredibly mindful in your life. And you know it takes like one to three minutes one to three minutes. So just a reminder. 
Well, today I'm so excited, as I said, to be doing this interview as part of our Health is Your Wealth series with Rava Nielsen. She is an integrative certified clinical nutritionist, board certified in holistic nutrition, and is founder of Juvenescence LLC, helping her clients to grow younger. Oh, we love how that sounds through hormone balance. She is co-founder of Sexy Younger You and has interviewed over a hundred of the world's leading experts in age management medicine with Dr. Anna Kabeca to help people age more vibrantly. She is the creator of the highly successful Get Your Groove On corporate and community wellness program and is the CEO and Chief Wellness Officer for Insulite Health. PCOS.com. PCOS.com. We'll be repeating that later, where she teaches women how to get back into balance and feel their best. Robin is past president of the National Association of Women Business Owners Silicon Valley Chapter and past president of the National Association of Nutrition Professionals. She has been featured on the CBS television program, Eye on the Bay, CBS showcasing her life-changing women's retreats, which sounded really cool. I heard they were on surfboard. She told me yesterday, <laughs> hey, Robin, welcome to our podcast today. Thank you, Chris. So lovely to be here. I want to go back to that golden pause. I didn't want to open my eyes. I know. <laughs> my day has been so busy. It's like, oh, just stay there. Oh, good. I know everyone says that. I, I, I don't even know. Like we've always um, called it a golden pause for years and years and years. And and I just, when I was, you know, deciding to do this podcast, I thought, oh, that's a great way to start it. I'm just going to start every podcast with a golden pause. Yes. And it, it's just so perfect because it just puts you in just a more relaxed place, ready to receive, which is what this is all about. Because, you know, we all want to do a million things while we're listening to this podcast, you we, know, and then you don't really do good at anything. That's so true. That's so true. Well, Robin, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you first got into this amazing work that you're doing? Because you sure have the credentials and you have all you know, this looks like you've been really at it for a number of years. Yeah, so I was so blessed to um, to actually be raised in a family that was fairly health conscious um, because my mom had a lot of health problems. So, you know, way back when she was following, you know, Adele Davis and, you know, got her healthy magazine every month and, you know, was, we had like whole wheat pies and, you know, I, I don't know. All she was ahead of the game. Stuff. She was ahead of the game. And, and that's um, probably why you look so sexy and young at your age. <laughs> well, it's funny because, you know, your your mess is your message, right? And and so even though, you know, she was eating healthier, she still had horrible asthma and, and all sorts of problems. And, you know, it was thinking back, it was probably because of the wheat and the grains and all the crap that just didn't support her. But, um, you know, I had my own issues. I had, you know, so many hormone issues growing up. I had acne and then I had adult acne and I had, you know, weight issues that I couldn't seem to resolve. And um, I was just so frustrated and a lot of digestive issues. And then I just always felt like I had this brain fog and, you know, like I was kind of just put, trying to push through all the time. So, you know, I can really relate to a lot of the symptoms of PCOS and, I'm, you know, I'm sure I had it. You know, it's just hormone imbalance, basically. So I remember, um, you know, I, I was running a, a, a 
huge company with my husband for a lot of years, like for 18 years. And, um, you know, we had 40 employees and I was in a business that was super stressful in industry. And, you know, I got so stressed out. You know, I was so stressed out. I remember driving home one day and I was trying to, you know, raise my two sons and I was trying to, you know, help run our company. And I was commuting an hour each way each day. In fact, sometimes I would take the train and I would leave at five in the morning so I could get back when they were home from school. I'm sure, you know, so many listening can relate to this. And I was, I, I was the, um, the den mother for my younger son's Cub Scouts because nobody would step up and do it. Oh, like geez. I needed one more thing to do. Right. And then, you know, I was president of, you know, the National Association of Women Business Owners because our chapter was failing and we needed, you know, a revitalization of that. Oh my gosh. So it, and I was the yes girl, right? Yeah. You need that? Yes. Okay. I'll, you know, we all need to feel needed, right? So I would say yes, yes, yes. And pretty soon one day I was driving home from work and I just had like this mini nervous breakdown. I just broke down in tears and I can, you know, still the emotions come up for me. It was like I felt like I wasn't doing a good job at anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and you and I were talking yesterday and that's when I found, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. <laughs> it was <laughs> written for you, right? <laughs> it was totally written. I you heard that. You know, I'm sitting on the train and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, what does he say next? <laughs> you know, and, and then, you know, I think I got, you know, don't worry, make money. And, you know, it's just on this spiritual journey to try to get out of the madness, you know. And um, so basically one thing led to another and we sold our company and I was able to do anything I wanted. And so, you know, one thing led to another. My father's, I was trained by an endocrinologist. So one of my father's doctors was an endocrinologist and she happened to be Dr. or Suzanne Summers' first doctor who, you know, they worked on the oh, bio during her breast cancer? During her breast, no, no? No, before that. Prior to that, okay. So when she first started taking um, hormone replacement therapy, um, it was, it's a, she's a doctor out of Santa Barbara and um, she was my father's physician. That she wrote the foreword to Suzanne's first book, and uh, you'll see her in there. And um, so my dad bought me her first book and her first cookbook, and she was so ahead of her time. Like she was completely integrative at it. You know, this was probably 20, 25 years ago. So integrative when, you know, that wasn't even hardly considered. And she had this whole population of diabetics. And the, you know, American Dietetic Association or Diabetic Association was literally killing diabetics, killing them. You know, there was no hope. You know, their health would just keep declining. So she said, look, <laughs> you people go home and eat whatever you want, right? And keep track of your blood sugar. And we're going to revise it. We're going to make a new plan. And so she did. And she was able to reverse not only diabetes in these patients, but she was out. It was like the anti-aging elixir. Wow. You know, people were losing weight, their wrinkles were going away, you know, their blood pressure dropped. They, you know, life was just so much better for these people. So is that is that the stuff I'm taking now? <laughs> <laughs> well, she did incorporate a lot of nutrients too, and that's the really cool part about all of this is that your doctor does not have the answer for chronic health conditions. No. Doctor does not have the answer. And the real like nugget that you want to take away from this call is that you have all the power. You have all the power to heal from what you put into your body to how you move your body 
to um, the nutrients that you take. And as we age, we just make less of everything. In fact, um, you know, I just, one of the free gifts that we're going to give away today is my thyroid webinar. And it really has everything to do with, you know, as we age, we just make less thyroid hormone. We make less adrenal hormones. We make less serotonin and brain chemistry. And we have to replace that. And if we're busy women like we are, right, we've got to be really aware of how we power through those chemicals and replace them. Yeah, and one, one thing that I remember learning, which really helped me out a lot, was that we use up our serotonin, that chemical that is the chemical that makes us feel good, that allows us to come up with creative solutions, that allows us to deal with yeah. our children and our husbands and our careers and all of that. And we yeah. use it up through stress, right? And so our hormones yeah. that we don't have affect everything, right? Yes. So with stress, we just power through all of our biochemistry so much faster. So I often get the question, well, do I have to be on these nutrients forever? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, you have two options. So you can keep living your life the way you are. Like if you you know, have a big bucket list or all these things you want to do, the answer is yes. But if you want to be on a beautiful island and sit in a lounge chair and have a cabana boy and somebody cook for you, the answer is probably no, <laughs> right? So you get, and maybe there are times when you get the cabana boy and maybe there are times <laughs> when you're checking off things on your bucket list so you get to decide. But the busier and more stressed you are, you know, the more, you know, you have to take those nutrients. So to get back to my story, um, when I got Dr. Schwartzwein's book, she had all these case studies in it. And every one of them was me. And they wanted to know how she solved them. Great. <laughs> you know, from adrenal stress to, you know, complete fatigue and burnout to weight issues to acne, you know, just all my problems. So, um, so yeah, so then I went and, and took a course from her and became a certified Schwartzwein practitioner. And I loved it because... You know, when we think about hormones, we always think about our sex hormones. You know, if you say the word hormone, you're thinking estrogen and testosterone and um, progesterone, but the hormones that you really want to pay attention to are the biggies. So our sex hormones are considered really the minor hormones, but they're mostly affected, completely affected by two big hormones, which are insulin and cortisol. Those are the biggies. And insulin is that hormone that our pancreas produces that helps to get sugar, blood sugar, into our cells to burn as fuel. And as we age, right, or if we're under a lot of stress, we become what's called insulin resistant. So we no longer have insulin like the key that gets the sugar into the cells. And our cells stop listening and they reject the insulin, so then we have to store that sugar as fat. And that's why we get it around our middle, right? It's like this quick storage to keep our blood sugar from getting too high and damaging our brain. So then there's cortisol, and that's our fight or flight hormone that our lovely little adrenal glands produce. And when we're under stress, and stress comes in you know, a gazillion different forms, so it could be that you lost your car keys, it could be that you're sitting in traffic. It could be that your child's been hurt, right? There's so many reasons. It could be that you're exposed to toxins every day, maybe even in your face cream. 
you know, that's a big stressor. Toxins are a huge stressor. Um, it could be that you have like a chronic infection that you don't know about, right? A chronic viral or bacterial infection. That's a huge stressor on your body. So every time you have a stressor, your, your adrenals produce cortisol, and every time you make high levels of cortisol that stay up, insulin comes up. So those two hormones work together because your, your body does not, or your brain doesn't distinguish between lost the car keys and you're running from the tiger trying to save your life. Right, right. It's the same. So it's the same. You know, um, psychologically it's the same. So you have to get sugar into your cells so you can run. So cortisol comes up, it's like, woo! And now insulin comes up so you can get away, right? I see. So over time, if you have constant high levels of insulin, you're going to become insulin resistant. And as we age, we just get more insulin resistant naturally. So that's something that you really want to pay attention to because insulin resistance leads to inflammation and inflammation leads to every chronic disease you know of. A sluggish thyroid, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, you name it. So if you have high levels of insulin, your, your risk of breast cancer increases dramatically. Right. Because your progesterone is lowered and your estrogen is higher. It's just this. And, and something that's so important to remember is that everything is so connected. So, you know, if progesterone is low, our GABA is low, our lovely brain chemical GABA, which is what makes us feel so relaxed and, you know, happy and, and, you know, our muscles aren't tight anymore and all these great things. So nothing you know, works in a vacuum. Everything is connected in a really beautiful synchronistic way. And some of my colleagues, you know, call it a beautiful symphony. Right? All of our hormones are just the symphony and they all have to work together. And you know, I just went away with some friends on um, a little a little trip. We went and watched some um, a professional uh, one of the big tennis tournaments down in Indian Wells for the last few days. And I went grocery shopping, you know, with my girlfriends, which was just this amazing experience. I totally live in a vacuum. <laughs> I have no idea that people still bought that kind of stuff. So I had, like, I had this huge reality check. It's like, I don't know how, I, and what made me think of this is our bodies are so amazing that they can still function when we don't give them any nutrients. It's amazing. That is amazing. I, I'm just like, I'm blown away that people can live on, you know, diet Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, non-fat, completely sugar, hormone-laden um, yogurt. And thinking they're doing something healthy. Yes. Yes. So you I know, that, that is a really huge um, education, though. I mean, I, I've gone through that myself, you know, and it's, of course, it's been motivated by the 8 to 10 pounds that I just suddenly, you know, when I turned 50, put on and for no apparent reason, like it just, it was like one day I was living my life, I would always lived it. And then the next day I was like, whoa, what is happening? And then, you know, through, because of that, I was motivated to, you know, really start to dive into this whole hormone conversation. 
And, you know, I met Sarah Godfrey, Dr. Sarah Godfrey, and, you know, we met for dinner a couple of times. I had her on a couple of different interviews. I read her books. I promoted her books and they were incredibly educational, but it was like an eye opener. And then I picked up JJ Virgin's book, The Sugar Impact Diet, you know, and I, I was like, holy smizzoli, I take in so much sugar and I'm not even aware of it. <laughs> You know, yeah. even in salad dressing, you know, so yeah. there, there is a tremendous education that has to happen. And, you know, like you alluded to and said, it, it really has to become a total lifestyle makeover. And, and the reward is that you get to feel great. Yeah. You know, now I haven't dropped that eight to 10 pounds, but I feel so much better having cleaned up so much of my diet and changed so many things that like buying yogurt that has sugar in it. Like I don't, I buy Greek. If I'm going to eat yogurt, which isn't all the time, I'll buy Greek non, I'll just buy Greek yogurt. That's no sugar in it, you know? And, right. um, but it, but it is an education process. And that's why I'm so grateful to people like you, Robin, that are doing the work that you're doing because you are the educators and thank you. Well, thanks for doing this series. I think it's, um, it's fantastic because like you say, you know, in my mind, it's all about how we feel. And for some, for some of us, um, for some reason, for me, it's everything. How I feel and how I look. Um, I'm not as worried about how I look anymore. And I think the older you get, the more you let go of that. Yeah, you, you just you just naturally do. I mean, you, you try, yeah. I think like the, the goal is not to necessarily look like you're, you did when you were 20. The goal is just to look and feel great for the age that you are. Yeah, well, and the, and the feel part tends to be re a really huge component for me because I don't want, I don't want my body not to be able to do what I want to do. Absolutely. I, I just, I have this real like um, resistance around that. So, so like for instance, so many of, uh, so many people in my tennis world who play tennis, they take so many drugs just to play tennis. Wow. I mean, you, you wouldn't believe the pills they pop. And down at this tournament, we were sitting next to this gal who said, you know, here I'm in the desert and I'm trying to get my prescriptions refilled. She said, do you have any acetaminophen? What? And, and I, so I asked, you know, one of our friends, because I knew that they had brought some Tylenol. I said, you know, and she said, no, I can only have acetaminophen. And she says, and I'm trying to get my Valium prescription renewed because that's a big muscle relaxer, right? But they won't renew it because of some issue. Her doctor's out of town or something. And I'm just like, she goes, I have to have these things or I can't play tennis. Oh, wow. You know, so, so it's either, you know, you do the work or you have to take the drugs that completely mess up other things in your body. So, you know, it's not really, in my mind, it's not an option to take care of yourself, eat well, do the right things, or take drugs. Because when you take drugs, it messes up another pathway and you just get sicker. Yeah, and I think to so, name a few of those things that are sort of become mainstream, you know, like we just think, oh, we'll get a sleeping pill. We'll take like either Ambien or Lunesta or something of that nature. And, you know, because we need to sleep. But what we don't realize is all of those things are just, they are, they're messing with your, your organs and how your organs produce all the things that you need in order to live healthily and and even like taking Advil on a regular basis or anything we think it's over the counter and it's safe well you know on a on a when you have like a massive headache and you can't get rid of it in any, any way 
other way, well, yeah, maybe that's a time where you should take Advil. But taking Advil to keep your inflammation at bay is just a sign that you're not treating the root of the problem. You're just treating the symptom. And that's so much a problem with where our medicine is today. And, mm-hmm. you know, when we talk about, like, when you talk about hormone balancing, you know, what I've realized is that that's really getting to the very root of optimal health. And, you know, that that if you can get to the root of the balance of your hormones, because your hormones affect everything, and they, in, you know, as women decline in estrogen, that's when our bone mass starts going down. That's when we start getting sick. And let's face it, women weren't supposed to live until they were 120 years old back, you know, when we were designed. Now we live that long. So we want to live healthily. So Robin, tell me like when, what kinds of people come to your website and what are they searching for? Because I think that will help our listeners if they have some of the symptoms that you talk about. It'll help them lead them to, you know, to your website and to get additional help after this podcast. Mm. Oh, that's such a great question. So really any symptoms are related to hormone imbalance. And so some of the biggies, you know, we're motivated by mostly how we look. Like a lot of times we're not even motivated about how we feel. And that's kind of sad, but I'd like you to be motivated by how you feel because that's what's going to allow you to live a really great life and, and you so deserve it. But some of the big symptoms are, um, are acne, for instance. Acne is one of the biggies. Infertility. So maybe you have a very irregular menstrual cycle. Maybe it's an, an ovulatory menstrual cycle, so you're not ovulating. So fertility, right, or infertility, huge. Like a lot of... A lot of women that we serve have been told by their doctor they will never get pregnant. Wow. And that's, that's kind of a death sentence for a couple. I mean, they... Oh, it's, it's such a loss. Yeah, it's, it's a huge loss. It's such a loss. It's so... And I'm thinking of one in particular, one woman who was... She was told that by her physician, and she kept doing her own research. And 11 years later, she had a baby because she found insulin and started taking our nutrients and on our whole system you know it's a it's a whole system that revolves around just taking better care of yourself and um you know so we have a lot of insulin miracle babies so infertility is one um hair loss is a big deal with hormone imbalance so we call it male pattern hair loss and male pattern hair growth so you know you have to shave. Yeah, you know? facial um, hair. I noticed yeah, I got a few whiskers on my chin around 50. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Never had so, those so, before. Right. <laughs> we that? call them misplaced eyebrows, right? <laughs> I like, oh, I love that. Misplaced eyebrows. Delinquent eyebrows. <laughs> okay, yeah, delinquent. Um, very, very cute. Um, so some other some other things. Gosh, the list. What about is the so- younger women that might be listening? Why why would they come to your website and how could well, they same, benefit? Yeah, same thing. So so um, you know we're looking at puberty, which is a great time to recognize that things aren't right. You know we always think oh teenagers they have acne, you know they put on weight they you know, maybe feel sluggish or a brain fog or, you know, their schedule is so busy and, you know, so all these things are acceptable, but they're not. Like I'm working with a client right now and she just has these recurring headaches. That's not okay, right? I had so many digestive problems. They're not okay. So puberty, fertility, 
perimenopause, and then menopause. They're kind of four stages of, you know, sort of our hormones. That pretty much hits the gamut. That's, right? that's pretty much 11 to 70, right? <laughs> Yeah or, or, yeah, or till you die. I yeah. mean, you know, whenever. So, and it's funny because if you're in menopause, you think, well, that was a problem I had back then. But if you had these, you know, these irregular menstrual cycles and you had your uterus removed, for instance, because you had this heavy bleeding, that doesn't mean that your problem went away. It just means that you took out your uterus. Right. right. You don't have heavy bleeding anymore, but you still have low progesterone levels, right? You still have the same, you know, you take out your gallbladder. Well, I can, can guarantee you that you're not digesting your fats any better with your gallbladder removed. You're just not feeling the same symptoms. Right. But, but you will see worse symptoms down the road if you don't address why you had to have your gallbladder removed or why you had to have your uterus removed. So that's why if you can start at puberty, and for all you moms listening, you know, if you have any daughters and you notice that things that aren't just right with them, you know, start seeking out help. Start looking at the foods, you know, because when we're younger, our bodies bounce back so easily. So if you just adjust their diet, help them to get a little bit more sleep, help them, you know, slow down their schedules so they're not so crazy busy, they can make just huge strides and feeling better and looking better and just you know because like every single woman out there we were taught to over exercise and under eat oh my gosh that was my whole I mean that was me from the time I was 11 until 17 because I was a long distance runner it was right. like that's that was exactly you know to run like a a five thirty mile I had to be a certain weight or I couldn't I couldn't run that fast for that wow. long Right. And, you know, and then, you know, then once we're a little bit older, you know, we're taught to count calories, you know, <laughs> so then we start counting things. It was so funny to be, you know, on this trip with these friends, you know, they had their Fitbits on and they were, they were part of Weight Watchers and they were counting everything, you know, and I know that what you measure improves, but I have to say, if you could stop counting, it would be amazing because the calorie model is completely bogus. Yeah, it's obsolete, right? Well, it's they've now proven that it's it just absolutely doesn't work and in fact, it makes you sicker than ever. I had one woman come up to me after I had given a talk somewhere and she said, "You know, everything that you said makes so much sense." She said, "I was told that if I lost weight, I would feel so much better." And she said, and this was in Weight Watchers, so she said, I did that, I lost weight. She said, I feel worse than ever. I became a Weight Watchers instructor. And she says, I still don't know what to do to feel better. Now that's interesting so, because I, after putting on this like eight to 10 pounds, I actually am feeling really good. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't feel bad. And I, I, I've really like dealt with a lot of my um, adrenal fatigue stuff and you know just, oh, just awesome. things that came through like I mean when you go through a very deep period of grief or you've gone through divorce yeah. I mean it is there is nothing that wipes out your adrenal system worse than that I mean and, you know for a time like I, I was so thin because my adrenals were just burning 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 exactly. and then you know as I you know as I came out of grief you know that's when my body just went whoa 
you know, and I was exhausted and just feeling, you know, that's when I realized my thyroid was low and I had all these things that I had never had before. And so, but now, you know, now that I've been, you know, taking bioidenticals, I've been really um, working with my nutrition and I've taken a lot of vitamins and done all sorts of different things to change my overall lifestyle and health plan. I mean, I feel great. I have lots of energy. You yeah. know, I work out. I, you know, I don't, I'm not like I'm 20 anymore, but I, it's like, I feel great, you know? And so I tell you that because even though I do have, I mean, I, it's like, I'd like to get that little bit of, you know, I just don't like, it's not bikini tummy anymore, you know? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's like yes. I like to look good in a two-piece still, you know, so that it's a little bit of, you know, it's a lot of work, but I'm, you know, and I'm still working on it. Like I, I would like to not have that extra reserve of fat around my middle, you know? Yeah. And, and, but I think, I think like, um, you're kind of in a really nice place. Like, you know, I'm over 50 and I feel better than I ever have, you know, and, and, you know, same as you, I could definitely stand to lose five to 10 pounds, but I'm just not that worried about it. Yeah. And not only that, but I could care less who judges me in my bikini. Yeah, you know, that's true. Like you go ahead and judge me. I'm going to sit here and feel fabulous. Well, I'm going on this webcasted trip to Costa Rica coming up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so there's going to be about 4 million people watching. So. I'm like, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, I'm going to have to say no bikini shots. <laughs> or where just, they have these really pretty like one pieces, you know, and yeah. one piece. the athletic swimsuit. That's exactly well, right. And the really beautiful thing is if you like show yourself in all your glory, you allow other women to do the same. That is so true. And it just feels so happy that you feel good. You know, that's really all it's about is feeling good and, and not starving ourselves anymore yeah. and, and no just starvation. eating whole real food and sleeping well and being happy and, you know, finding more pleasure, right? I mean, if I could, if I could you know, impart one piece of wisdom to um, anyone listening to this call, especially women, is to, you know, really seek out pleasure as much as possible because I've spent my whole life you know, feeling accomplishment by checking things off my to-do list. Yeah, of course. Inst instead of, you know, being in the feminine and, you know, receiving and allowing people to do for me and allowing myself just to be, you know, just to read or let somebody else make dinner tonight or, you know, go get just a massage. self-care. Yeah, just, you know, self-care, wearing, you know, some pretty lipstick that is healthy for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and let's face it, the, the chemicals that are released from our brains when we're happy and when we're in joy are just yeah. as valuable. You know, that stimulates all the good stuff that comes, you know, from feeling those good, powerful, good feelings. So that's beautiful. So one more question I have, and just for our listeners, let's just define menopause for women. <laughs> Like, when does it start? When is it over? Because this, there's like a lot of confusion around that. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, it's, you know, menopause is very confusing. And it it's really one day. Really? <laughs> menopause, you know, so it's really before menopause and after menopause is how you want to talk about it. Because menopause is when your menses pauses. Right. So it's that day 
when you no longer have your, you know, your menstrual cycle. So they say so, if you go 12 months. Yeah. So if you go 12 months without a cycle, then, you know, you, you, your menses is paused and you're now on the other side of menopause. Okay, cool. See, that's great yeah. to know. I, I, so that's awesome to know. You know, I had this big dread of going through menopause because I thought it would mean that I was going to start to look much older and, you know, you hear everything like everything dries up and everything becomes harder and hurts and all that. And I was like, I haven't had any of that yet. So. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. And it's, and just, I love that you touched on that because we think that that's how it's supposed to be. And that's why it's really important when um, there's a doc who's a, um, he's a brain surgeon and he's the one who said you know do not do not know your age because we associate age or menopause you know things that happen at certain ages with how we're supposed to feel and be and so there you know I used to think no I wear my age as a badge of honor you know yeah but, but now I'm like no I'd love to not think about my age because I don't want to associate all of those things that you, you just talked about. And it's so important to know that if you do, I mean, a dry vagina is so common and, you know, and, and if it hurts, we are not going to seek out um, sex in any way, shape or form. Absolutely just, not. My, my friends, hurt, my right? friends that are married that are going through that right now, it's, it's so hard on them, you know, because their husbands, some of them still have, you know, a really healthy, just normal sex drive. And, and no matter what they do, it's just, it's very painful to have intercourse. And, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so I, I mean, I think that what would you, what do you suggest for that for women? So I want to solve that problem right here, right now. You can get something called DHEA. It's a hormone. DHEA actually makes test, uh, testosterone and estradiol. It's a, it's a hormone that our adrenals make. And if you just get the smallest dosage, so like five milligrams, really small dose, and insert it into your vagina when you get up in the morning. You mean in that little capsule form? Uh-huh. Okay, so just take the capsule and put it in there. You will no longer have that problem. Wow, ladies, I hope you're listening to that. <laughs> That's and it awesome. Is, and it is a huge dilemma. It, a it dry is. vagina is a huge dilemma. And it, it's, it's just, so it's, it, it's normal, but it's not okay, right? It's one of those symptoms that you say, uh-oh, right? I need to pay attention. So if you have anything going on with your body that is not okay, you need to pay attention because it's going to lead to something else. So you know by having a dry vaginal area that you have a hormone imbalance. So just use, and, and that will lead you to seek out support for adrenal help and thyroid help, right? So it's a whole complex issue, but the bottom line is if you use a DHEA, five milligrams, and I would just, you know, I'd use it for maybe a month and then maybe just use it periodically as you feel you need it because that helps to get that area hormonally balanced again, and you absorb really well in your vaginal cavity. And, and then use coconut oil. So oh, I know, I was just gonna oil. say, I also keep sesame yeah. oil in my shower. You know, like I, I just keep like sesame oil in my shower, and then when I'm done showering, 
I just put sesame oil everywhere and it really helps with the dry skin. So sesame oil is lovely. I like sesame oil from the Ayurvedic standpoint. You know, if you cure it, you know, you bring it just to a boil. But I learned recently that um, sesame oil is an omega-6. Oh. Right, or sorry, it's not an omega-6. It's a poly, considered a polyunsaturated fat. Oh, so it's not good to put in on well, your skin then. I wouldn't use it a lot. And okay. the reason being is because there is some science behind the fact now that that can lead to skin cancer. So oh, have, okay, ladies. Okay, I'm not. I'm taking my sesame oil out of my shower. But, but you can <laughs> I'm glad I said that. Because it's awesome. Like a foot massage at night with it is amazing. So for like massage or something, but just not every day. You don't want to have high levels of polyunsaturated fats because it can lead to skin cancer. Okay. So use coconut oil like that. Yeah, amazing. coconut oil is good. The coconut oil is an amazing lubricant for sex. Yeah, that's what that's what I've always suggested to women too yeah. is coconut oil, and it's, it's it smells amazing. great. You know, it's nice. Uh, and and a lot of my clients, it's so funny. A few of their husbands have put, you know, if they have a family, they put for mom and dad on there. Yeah, for mom and dad. <laughs> it's your own special coconut oil. Yeah. <laughs> cute, huh? That's super cute. Well, let's let's we have a little bit of time left, so let's. Um, I wanted to touch on you know the sleeping issue for women. You know because. When you have a sleeping issue, that ha that plays also so much havoc with your health. So, let's let's just touch on that for women and what you have to share with them about how what you know what they can do to help their their sleep. Because I know after I had kids, I would constantly I never I slept great for eight hours solid until I got pregnant and had my first baby, and then I just for some reason would wake up at two twelve every single night from from then on and I'd sometimes be up for an hour or so and you know now I I'd love for you to just talk about what's happening when that happens for women so sleep is pretty complicated and it's it's almost like you know it's almost like our hormones everything has to be working right for us to be able to sleep well so you know, low hormone levels are a problem for sleep of any kind. Um, you know, wonky brain chemistry is a problem because we know that serotonin, you know, turns into melatonin at night and that's what we need for sleep. We know that, you know, gut health, if you have poor gut health, you are in for a real treat trying to sleep at night. If you have poor liver function, same thing. I mean, just so many things contribute to poor sleep. But sleep is the number one elixir for everything. Right. For aging well, for reducing inflammation, for taking wrinkles away. I mean, you name it, sleep is it. So, you know, if you think about how you feel when you get up in the morning after you've had a good night's sleep, I mean, you feel like a million bucks. You know, you feel beautiful without any makeup. You have this glow, you're happy. You can button your pants, you know, <laughs> everything's working right, right? Yeah. And then you think about how you feel when you've had a bad night's sleep. You know, it's just the opposite. You know, you're cranky. You've got to have that cup of coffee. You know, you've got this brain fog. Your pants don't button, right? You feel like you've gained 100 pounds overnight. You just feel a mess, right? You have zero stress tolerance. Now, every little thing bugs you like crazy. So. It's really magical, and there's so much more new science around it, how actually 
I mean, you've heard all the sleep sayings, right? You know, right. just sleep on it. You know, if you have a problem, you just sleep on it. If you, um, you know, the early bird gets the worm. Yeah, I always love that one. Just sleep on it. That's a, that's a that's a great one. As long as you can sleep, most people with problems don't go to sleep because they're thinking about. Them. <laughs> well, and that's but what's so interesting is that you, if you have an OCD brain like that, like if you are con if your brain is just churning stuff out it's because you probably have low serotonin. Right. So, so again, you know, and we make most of our serotonin in our gut. So if you have, you know, if you eat the wrong foods, if you have poor digestive function, you're gonna have low serotonin and you're not gonna be able to sleep well at night because you're not gonna have enough melatonin. So it's very, it's a very complex system, but just know that it's super important and we need at least eight to nine hours a night. You know, we're so proud here in the US especially of saying, I only need, you know, five to six hours of sleep a night, you know, because we're so productivity based. Yeah. But you'll actually be so much more productive if you get a good night's sleep because your brain will work. Right. You know, when I say just sleep on it, our brain actually takes all of the input from the day and it works like a computer. It categorizes things and it dumps what it doesn't need. And you can actually, if you can get a good night's sleep, go to bed with a problem. You, know, you can say, okay, this is what I'm thinking about. You know, what's the solution? And literally, you know, maybe not quite when you wake up, but just a little bit later, it'll come to you. It's like, oh, oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's There's true. some things you can do to get a good night's sleep. Um, it's, there's a whole thing called sleep hygiene. So it's um, it's a it's a big deal. So you do know, you have talk, a book that you could recommend for people? Or you know, I don't, um, unfortunately. And there needs to be one written. So there, when I was doing all my sleep research, because I felt that sleep was the number one thing for healing. I just you know, so I really specialized in sleep for a while. I think you should write one. I think it should be called Sleep Hygiene. <laughs> that should be your book. Now, my, my book title is Sleep Your Way to the Top. There you go. Okay. And then in small print of your health. Yeah, right? that's great. Yeah. Are, you, are you writing that right now? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a talk that's titled that. I'm actually writing a different book. Um, so anyway, so, so some things that help with sleep are what's really cool is that if you have a busy day, you're going to have a busy night really critical. So if you have jacked your cortisol up all day long through stressful stuff, right? If you haven't breathed or done the golden, golden pause, <laughs> right? You know, if you just just go 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 all day, that's exactly how your night is going to be. So that's why it's so important to put your feet up, breathe, you know, do those deep belly breaths that Dr. Sarah talks about. You know, all those things, um, really important to have a good night's sleep. So basically managing your hormones throughout the day is going to help you build beautiful hormones for nighttime. So that means things like when you get up in the morning, eating a, a nice protein-rich breakfast within an hour of waking, right? Always a healthy protein, fat, and beautiful vegetables at every meal. And then never going more than five hours between meals. So you're really managing that cortisol, right? And because, then, so, so what you're saying is that when we starve ourselves, that increases our cortisol. And that probably happens at night because people eat at like five o'clock and then 
they're they're sleeping like eight hours and then in the middle of the night you've eaten at five o'clock so your body thinks you're starving so it wakes you up well the, and so if you eat properly like so so we women can use and there's a big thing out there on fat right now so you know dr mark hyman has that new book out um uh something like eat fat get thin yeah we will we've he's in our series so Awesome. Yeah, yeah. That that, that, that I have that book sitting in my living room. I'm working through awesome. that book right now. So awesome. And then Dr. Stephen Masley and Dr. Johnny Bowden have a book out as well. And I wish I could just rattle off the name of that. It's um the it's called Smart Fat, something like that. And it really all talks about the same thing, but fat builds our hormones, right? Oh, cool. And, and we didn't talk about this earlier, but you know, the hormones are our cellular communication system. You know, that's how all of our cells communicate with each other. And, and cholesterol, you know, makes all of our steroid hormones. So, you know, we're so focused on, on keeping our cholesterol low, but if you don't have high enough cholesterol, you're depressed and you have low, all your, you know, low progesterone, low DHEA, low, all your sex hormones, cortisol, everything. So, Cholesterol is super important, and and I, and from Mark Hyman's book, you'll you'll read that the um, the Heart Association just came out with a statement that said eating cholesterol foods does not cause high cholesterol. Right. Hallelujah. Right. Yay. It took them years and years and years to come out with that. So really, eating fat can really help to. So fat doesn't raise insulin, which is a fantastic piece of news because it's insulin that makes us inflamed and not sleep well at night. So if you eat more fat, like for instance, if you eat a tablespoon of coconut oil at night before bed, that will keep you satiated through the night. That will help to keep blood sugar down because cortisol will come up during the night if you haven't eaten right and that's what wakes you up so it's this adrenaline surge right right that wakes you up and now all of a sudden you know you're just wide awake and you could have a half an avocado or you could have like an egg and an avocado or something like that that's before you go to sleep at night but if you if you eat really well and enough fat during the day you actually can go like 12 to 14 hours without eating and you'll be just fine okay that's good it'll take a little while to heal your metabolism I think the bigger issue is eating too late at night right so a lot of us are so busy and we wait until we get home to make dinner and most of us like so many of us eat dinner between eight and nine not me <laughs> I right. never do that yeah, that's when I stop eating. I stop eating around seven thirty or eight usually, like completely. Yeah, so you want to try to stop eating at least three hours before bed. Right, like that's the goal. Um, and, but you have to eat right so that you can do that. Yeah, right? that's that's like, such that's fast. such important advice. Well, Robin, let's talk about how um, our listeners can find your thyroid webinar. So it's an awesome webinar, and um, as we age, this insulin resistance thing, I mean, most women over 50 have a sluggish thyroid. It's so important to understand that. And this is about um, you know how to figure things out. I include in there some off-the-grid symptoms of a sluggish thyroid. I include in there optimal numbers, what to test for, and then the eight things that will rev up your thyroid. And again, you know, it's in your hands. You have all the power. So it's just, you go to PCOS.com slash 
thyroid-webinar. P-C-O-S dot com forward slash thyroid dot webinar. No, thyroid-webinar. Okay, sorry. Forward slash thyroid-webinar. Yes. Okay, that's great. So I hope you all sign up for that webinar. That will be invaluable for you to go to your doctor, get your blood tested, follow what Robin says in that webinar. And I'm sure that will correct a lot, help be the beginning step to correcting a lot of issues that women are having. And I know with me, when I, I went into my doctor, my thyroid story was this, I, I mean, I just wasn't feeling right. And I just, I was feeling really sluggish. You know, just everything was low. And I went in and I said, you know, I've gained this weight. I, I really think my thyroid is off. And, and we tested it. Now nope, I was in the normal range. And so I went back to my doctor and I said, and I have a great doctor. And I said, so would you mind looking at my chart and looking at what my thyroid was? Not what you're saying is normal because I know something's wrong. And even though all my tests are normal, I just want to see what what is my thyroid done now compared to what it was last year, the year before, and the year before that? So she went back and looked, and my thyroid was 50% slower. Wow. And I was and I'm so glad you mentioned that because my thyroid, if you look at my numbers, I am just fine. Right, right. <laughs> but I have like every single one of the off-the-grid symptoms. It was unbelievable what improved for me when I took a look at that. Me too. And like I said, you know, the weight thing is still there and stuff. It didn't make such a big deal, but I feel so much better. I'm sleeping better. Everything is better. And, you know, and, and so thyroid's a huge one. It'll, it'll help you solve a lot of your problems. Well, Robin... I just think that I'm going to have to have you back on again because there's so much more to talk about. <laughs> I know, and it's been such a pleasure, and you have so many great insights. So wonderful. Thank you, and thank you so much for joining us. And I'd just like to say to everyone, um, thank you for listening. Come back again. We're going to be ending our series with Robin's interview, but come back. There will be more. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with Christine Carlson. Chris invites you to join her for the brand new What Now program, a six-week offering carefully designed to take you on your own unique journey through life-altering transition and lead you to self-discovery and your most vibrant life. Receive access to powerful audio teachings, an in-depth workbook, and deeply valuable insights on passion and joy from a beloved teacher. Visit ChristineCarlson.com to learn more about how you can be part of the What Now program.